0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, actor, comedian, and multimedia
1: personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks.
0: All right, let's do this.
1: Well, for those of you that went to bed early or got up late or or just actually tried to have a life over the last couple of days, the 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 giant our national drama has come to a to an end. Uh, we now have a a sino, a speaker in name only, Kevin McCarthy, is spending his morning getting fitted for a straight jacket um, at Matt Gates's tailor so that he can take orders from the Freedom Caucus going forward. Now, this is the prevailing storyline. I think it's it's more than likely the reality. He obviously gave away the store to call himself a store owner. It's the weirdest deal-making thing we've ever seen. Um, and for all the wailing and gnashing of teeth and freedom and purity speeches that happened on the floor of the House this week, and there were myriad amongst Republicans, especially from Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, um, she ended up being the first one to vote present and back away from the whole thing and uh, and got nothing different from the day before when she was on Hannity and and Stephanie Rule. Nothing changed. Nothing changed from that to her present vote. And then uh, later that day, uh, Matt Gates, who, because of the math had, last night, had to vote for McCarthy, refused to do so. So he voted present, but he's too stupid to know that that creates math that made McCarthy lose again. He was, he had this look on his face like, what? What? I didn't vote for Jordan. Like that, that was, I mean, if his brow could narrow any more, it would squeeze shut. I mean, he looked at certain points, he looked like, like Wren from Wren and Stimpy. you eat it, but
2: and somehow he looks like both
1: Beavis and Butthead at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why CRISPR-Cas9 uh, must be regulated, but the, that that law is never going to get passed by somebody who benefits from it.
2: So, um, anyway. So, uh, by the way, the super chats are insane already. How Vickery Oh my gosh! how Vickery, Miamore. Thank
1: you so much. Good Lord, Lisa more. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy Connor. Bobby thank Brunswick, you, Robert. Thank you, Berkeley. Down. Oh, bless you guys. Thank you guys. And and thank you guys for becoming subscribers on the Twitch channel. There's been a lot of people giving away uh, Shadow Woman in particular and a couple others giving away subscriptions on Twitch as gifts to other people. And apparently you can do that on YouTube now at infotainmentwars.com, which is something I didn't like. I didn't even know it had, that had been triggered. They they do these pilot programming things. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Thank you. As uh, in the immoral words of Joe Biden. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so. Lots, lots happened. Lots and lots is still happening, by the way. They <laughs> this is the fun part. So last night, um, because Matt Gaetz uh, doesn't do the maths, apparently he thought he could just vote present and that would somehow just uh, that does it right. I'm just not voting for the other guy. And they went, no, dummy. If two of you do it, it brings the threshold down one. But we still don't have the the other person to vote. So you, you, he missed it by one. He got two sixteen. He needed two seventeen with the lowering of the threshold. Two presents uh, is canceled out by one vote. So uh, they yell. There's a lot of yelling and screaming. At one point, uh, Rep. Rogers from by uh, which which Rogers was it? It wasn't Rogers from Kentucky. The one that wears a wig. Anyways, he lurched at uh at Matt Gates like he was gonna, gonna like he was gonna punch him and then somebody else he was apparently saying something in the process that m- more than the violence that might have occurred <laughs> he the person behind him was more concerned that his words would be seen uh, or heard on air. He was more interested in covering his mouth than holding him back. Um, yeah look you can punch him but just don't say that um and and Considering what, A, Republicans consider offensive, which is almost nothing, and B, what they consider a line is, which is uh, almost nothing, um, I I could only think it was something that – I think the only person in there that wouldn't have been offended by it is George Santos, and that's only because he wouldn't know if he was supposed to. So, lots going on. By the way, I want to say for the record that Kevin McCarthy got the Santos vote early and held on to it. So, kudos to Kevin McCarthy for locking down the the uh, pathological liar vote. Have now. you
2: seen any of the walk and talk interviews with Santos where he's just getting berated about what his name oh, is today? It's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful.
1: It's beautiful stuff. What's your name and, today? Do
2: you have any idea what you're doing? Are you pretending to look at your phone?
1: <laughs> right. Oh, totally. Well, the, you know, he's basically, he's the perfect candidate to guarantee the good liars, a, a, like, you know, that the comedy duo that interviews, oh, yeah, like, yeah. maggots. That to guarantee them a, a couple of years worth of great material. Yeah. Um, now, there are a couple of things going on that are materially important. And the first one I would like to get to is that last night, even though a, a, a couple of things happened, there were supposed to work out the math where just enough people would vote present and then just enough people would vote for McCarthy that would get him to that 217 number and then matt gates voted present again and the the fix they came up with was not for them to try it again with mccarthy voting for or uh, gates voting for mccarthy they they just ran it again and all of the freedom caucus people the hardliners voted present that was it they just backed out entirely so that there was like it was just big dumb math they're like i blah, blah, blah. it's got to work right we outnumber them as well uh, if if any of the 20 that had been voting against McCarthy had joined them and just kind of not really done the math in their head, Jeffries would be speaker right now. This is how slapdash everything was last night. If they missed this mark, if somebody wasn't going, whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 yeah. don't. That's it. And they held out to the end. Like it was all drama. It's all about Gates there. And by the way, huge target on his back right now from Republicans because they're They might play nice with him to try and get through this because they needed his vote and he was controlling this group. But he is absolutely done for like they are everybody in that. It's all smiling and glad handing. And for all the Republican talk about how politicians are duplicitous and two faced and blah, blah, blah. They are literally demanding duplicitous two faced behavior from McCarthy right now against Matt Gates amongst their, the 90% that continually voted for him. Because those people are like, there is no way I held with you the whole time and you give my chairmanship or my seat on a committee that I earned because I've been here for, you know, seven terms to that little weasel. Like, there's that's what this weekend's all about. So last night, they get the vote. He squeaks by. By the way, never hitting 218. So... <laughs> Talk. I mean, there's never been a weaker speaker than Kevin McCarthy at this point because he's given away so much and he never even got the 218. It would be one thing if he had done that and it got him to that number. He gave it all away and he never did. That's amazing and historic, and that'll be one of the notes that will uh, the asterisks next to his name will always have that. The other thing is, is that after that was done, they're supposed to vote on a rules package. The rules package was the argument that the that the uh, freedom caucus was was yelling about the whole time that basically you have to put a free, two freedom caucus members on the rules committee so that basically they get to decide what legislation gets to the floor not the speaker we've always heard that we got to get the speaker to bring bring it to the floor it, you know and, and and you've heard this back and forth about how the you know pressure on the speaker to bring this piece of legislation to the floor that's because the rules committee was basically just a scheduling committee, you know, as long as it fit in the rules and the and you know varying little things about whether or not you can do this legislation before the next piece of legislation because this will have a fiscal impact on that stuff. And believe me, all the all the people on there will get bored of it or start grifting off of it immediately. But uh, the reason why Nancy Pelosi and others have gotten so much pressure before about putting things on the floor is because it actually. Was them? They tell the Rules Committee, "Here's what I'm bringing. You guys make it happen." The opposite is now true. The Rules Committee will now decide what goes to the floor. There will be Democrats and Republicans on there, but two members of the Freedom Caucus have to apparently be on there. And from that, uh, Kevin McCarthy will go, "What do you guys want to do this week?" That's that's his job now. And if and because it's two Freedom Caucus members, the answer quite often will be nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing. Uh, it, it, it will, I mean, the Freedom Caucus believes uh, if there's a leak in your roof and you can't afford to fix it, the last thing you do is take out a loan and fix it to save your investment in the house. They don't understand that con- that concept at all. They are hostile to it. I don't know which ones will get on there. I'm going to guess That's it's going to be they that They have a roof. Right. Well, I'm. I, that's my analogy. Yeah, there is no um, roof. Yeah, but Perry. Right. It's, they all turn into my my Uncle David. You know, well, is, how's your car running? I don't have a car. Um, my my Uncle David just denies reality and arguments. It's great. <laughs> it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Wow. like Yeah. Like I
2: don't know if I know about your Uncle David.
1: No. No. <laughs> It's a long conversation. <laughs> it's, just, it's become a, it's be a my impersonation of my uncle David has become a family tradition <laughs> around the house. So we'll get into that someday. I'm teasing, oh, I'm teasing God. a character. I accidentally. I, like the character. I was going
2: to deny reality for a while. <laughs> it's, it's
1: what he does. It's amazing. It's incredible. But um, it's just like um, you want uh, you you want the chicken or fish. I don't eat food. We're not cooking. It's <laughs> yeah. not dinner time. Food. Like it's nineteen forty eight. Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff. So uh, anyways, uh, we have to take a break. When we come back, I want to present to you a couple of options of things that could happen. And I, you know, this is sports speculation kind of talk, but it is crucial to actually how things might be working out this weekend. Because last night, again, after they finished voting, getting him squeaking him by to be speaker with six or I think seven votes present, they still didn't have the votes to vote on a rules package. Hmm. They had a rules package. They worked out with the Freedom Caucus that they, apparently they were okay with, but they still have to vote for it. And if they have 60 votes in on uh, a hard line McCarthy people that won't vote for that rules package, where's that put the Freedom Caucus? What, uh, uh, you know, That's it's going to get juicy. There will not be enough popcorn for 2023. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the House Sparks radio program. Mega Worldwide. Welcome back. So I have a myriad of theories about what this weekend is is about because The 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 wailing and gnashing of teeth all week long from the from the freedom Caucasians and the uh, (laughs) Er, Er, ever Kevins and the people calling him cave in McCarthy. Um, There are all kinds of names. Sino speaker name only squeaker of the house. Thank you for that in the chat room. Um, Like uh, (laughs) I I've been running through this and going now what? Because he's got the job. Now, the rules package that they're going to argue about contains the stuff that he negotiated with Lauren uh, Bobes and, and Gates and that crowd. And in it is the part, the, the rules package, which has not been passed as the rules of the House, um, that they can that one person can create a motion to vacate and kick him out of the seat or start the process of this all over again. And keep in mind because it's about who's present they could do it in an off week when there's 10 of them and nobody else is there. It's it's looney tunes. Like there there is no fine print. It is just ridiculous. And so Monday we have a scenario where McCarthy goes to the White House for a glad handing ceremony, but you know Biden, like, welcome. I hope we can do some work together. Mm-hmm. I know they're a grown up, and Boebert gets mad that he's meeting with Biden immediately, and and does a motion to vacate Monday afternoon. Like that's the fact that that's a possibility is just stupid, and it's not democracy. It's it's not even minority rule. It's it, it it's. It's tyranny. It is literally this is what they voted for. They voted for tyranny. One person, you know, we fight a war with a king so that we can choose our leaders through a process and give them a time to do that job. And what are the Republicans fighting for? The right of one person to subvert the entire process started all over again on their demands. It, uh, like and again, it's no surprise they hate democracy. They hate it. It's a pain in the butt. That's why they like Putin and the like. Can we have yeah. the illusion of democracy where our people just get fake voted in, like Saddam Hussein, every couple of years, and we just do whatever we want, smoke a bunch we of cigars, run and, by
2: behind the scene threats,
1: right? And and so that rule, which is what they fought for, and and no word, by the way, on whether it is one or five at this point. The idea is that it's one, which is, again, lunacy. Five is lunacy because that five, why do you think they picked that number? They, they picked that number because they know they've got him, that they can pull together. If any time he doesn't do what they want, them, just them, you do what everybody else wants in the entire Republican Party. But if he doesn't do what Gates, Gozar, Boebert, Perry and Biggs want to do. That's it. They just yank the chain, start the whole thing over again, stomp their feet. Same crap. Four days of nonsense like this again, where to get one bill to the floor. Now, there's some good news, M- mainly that Biden, kind of, when they thought there was going to be a red wave, they were like, this is going to be a pain in the butt. So let's just pass everything we can get it done. And because they ha- we have the Senate and we have a stronger position in the Senate, they, uh, effectively the, the Biden administration is in a position where they will, he can write executive orders based on the budget they've already passed, the omnibus, which is enormous, and will cover the rest of his term if need be. Um, I mean, there'll be some wailing and gnashing of teeth about the debt ceiling next year. But I have, an, I have, a, I have a possible scenario that would be hilarious Okay. That I In the next block, because it's it's a it's got a little bit of math in it. But if it happens, it would be just so choice. It would be so choice. So um, Biden can basically write EOs that are as long as they're not violating the Constitution, will carry forward. And if the House tries to stop them, the Senate will protect them. The, okay. the Senate will be where any of their reaction to it will go to die. and And that's just true. They know that the House knows that. And and Biden, none of Biden's executive orders are uh, need be um, anything that goes outside of constitutional bounds or even tests the waters. A lot of his uh, he's a he's a meat and potatoes president. And so he's really trying. That's why infrastructure was so important. And he's going to hammer that for the next two years. Sure. There's a, a infrastructure. It's next. This year is infrastructure year. Understand that, that that's what a good portion of this is going to be about. And as things come up, what you're going to see, he's going to leave the House to fight over hurricane relief and stuff that comes up. And make them look like idiots while the Senate stands there with their arms crossed going. We have an emergency. Can you guys get your crap together? And then. Uh, like that that part of it is kind of gorgeous but this five vote thing this five or one vote thing has not been ruled on has not been voted in and there's a huge question about whether or not they have the votes to pass the vo- the rules package that the that the freedom caucus are asking for and now that he's in the seat they don't have they don't yet have the rule to vacate him the va- the rule to vacate is sort of still i guess If it exists at all, the whatever, you know, 50% of your caucus right now. I don't know. I don't even know that there is a. Anybody who tries to rise to vacate the seat would be out of order because there's not a rule to decide it. So, in many ways, the next two days are the safest McCarthy will ever be from the Freedom Caucus. And if he can get Democrats to agree on the rules package since he's already the speaker that don't include five people or one people being able to vacate or a guarantee in the rules that they won't bring a debt ceiling fight to the floor, you know, without endless amendments or something like that, which would never pass if he had to get everybody else. Then it's their their demands are dead in the water and McCarthy and and Boebert got played. Now, part of me, uh, I, I like, I almost feel like Nancy Pelosi is calling Kevin McCarthy and going, look, you do realize you can do this now. <laughs> Just letting him know that he yeah. doesn't have to acquiesce to these lunatics. And, you know, y- you'll be an actual speaker. But if you do give these powers to them, you're speaker in name only. You're the squeaker of the house. That's the whole Thing. And and again, the problem with it being Kevin McCarthy, the challenge of it being Kevin McCarthy, is that he may not care. He has been talking to Ryan and Boebert, or sorry, Boehner, and and looking at their vacation pictures and their investment portfolio after they were Speaker of the House and their Speaker fees as former Speakers of the House. He didn't care. He doesn't need the job He just needs the title. And there's a lot of people on the Republican side that think the title is is as good as doing the job. That's the problem they find themselves in when they try to legislate anything. They call themselves legislators or part of a legislation or part, you know, part of the people's representatives when they don't represent the people as a whole. You know, myriad of times we can look at like how, you know, polling even in their own districts points towards you know, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, those kind of things, school funding, whatever, and they vote against it. So there's nothing in there that says these people have any interest in governing, and and there's no reason why McCarthy is any different. He doesn't want the job, he wants the title. Now, the, the, the fact that the title is, you know, fake and embarrassing and stupid and all that gives him an out in that he can say, What can I do? I would do it differently. But my hands are tied by the rules committee because to get this job I had to blah blah blah. So he's got an out now. He's got an exit strategy for failure. He can fail and it's not his fault. Neat. He's got the title. If they if they you know sweep the leg, Johnny, in the middle of you know, in the next three months or something to get mad at him and kick him out for be- doing anything remotely functionally bipartisan. He can declare he's not going to run again and then run to be head of the GOP next time or something. Like it's it, funny it just to bring
2: that up because I just
1: started watching Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show with good people on it. Um I it, again a lot of this predicates on the idea that we did not see the we didn't see a, a purity test for the speaker's seat by by the Freedom Caucus at all. Ultimately, what happened late last night? Matt Gates sold his vote or it, like sold his non-McCarthy vote for a seat on a committee and uh, a guarantee that he would have more say than he has earned in terms of mandate as a congressman he wants, he wants national control from a regional job. And he got it last night. He got those two things. through a backroom deal um, and at the last minute because he would just say yes. There was no purity to this. There was no declaration from McCarthy that he was going to do, you know, everything that they said and, and it's not on paper. It, you know, um, Gates called it like like negotiating a prenup on one of the shows you day for, right. Except a prenup. It, you sign it. It's a contract before the marriage. The problem is they agreed on the prenup, got married. And now the, quite frankly, the groom, the groom or the bride can just go. Yeah. I never
2: signed anything.
1: Yeah. What prenup we're mm-hmm. married tough. So I, you know, This is uh, there's I mean, it will like I said, there will not be enough popcorn for 2023. This is going to play out like the mess it is. And you either have a bunch of people who have no mandate nationally determining what gets to the floor of the House or McCarthy's going to start blowing them off and going, I don't care. This was all a rope a dope to get uh, the Trumpers to get me through the door. Once I'm in, I'm in. You can't get me out. I'm not going to agree to the rules that allow you to kick me out. So, because it's not me, it's them. He could pull the same plot on. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I will just keep talking. It's the Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. The with a With 100% more Johnny Million.
0: Attention, attention.
2: Stop what you're doing.
0: Because we're coming back to the
1: Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Oh my god! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it.
2: Now let's get back with Hal Sparks
0: Radio Program Mega Worldwide.
1: Welcome back to the show. Uh, by the way, uh, it was Dave Foley's birthday this week from Kids in the Hall, Aww. and uh, I wished him birthday. on the show a while ago. That's right, and uh, I said, um, uh, you know. Happy birthday. Even with a goatee, he's still the prettiest kids in the hall and drag, um, which is true. Um, and happy birthday. And he just said, thank you. It just came up on my feet. It was lovely. Just, uh-huh. It's so nice. That's it. And
2: Phil will be on today as far as we know. Yes, he will. Absolutely.
1: So. Um, the rumors of his death are, how did that been, go? Gr- have been uh, greatly exaggerated. There we go. You have to say it like uh, Chuck Grassley wants to sound. Um. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Um, this is um, I want to. First of all, I want to start with reassuring everyone. Like I said, none of the other than like waste of time committee hearings, which they will, you know, they'll be very Republicans are get it very mad that all the networks that carried the January sixth committee aren't carrying their Hunter Biden laptop uh, weaponization of the DOJ. Um, you know, Ray Epps trials, right? It's not, they're not going to air They'll big clips and they'll use clips and there'll be a back and forth and blah, blah, blah. But it's not going to, they're going to be really mad that it does. It's not national news the way they hope because it's two year old garbage largely, but, but it, that I, we've done, you know, and I'll, I'll appreciate the programming because I can debunk it once again. Glad to do it. It's my job these days, but it's not going to amount to a hill of beans. It won't, because what what happens when a committee has a hearing about this where they want criminal charges? Johnny, what what do they do? What have we seen? Say the January 6th committee do when this? What do they? What's the end result of what they do? What do they do?
2: So they'll recommend criminal charges, and but it's it's still up to the Department of Justice to do anything. Ta-da!
1: That's right. They will refer. Uh, uh, you know potential charges to the DOJ, and then the DOJ can act on those things. Now, they, whether or not they, I mean, they, there's no, I guess, basic legal reasoning that any of their stuff will carry any weight, especially the, the Hunter Biden stuff, because it comes from like the chain of evidence on the laptop would never end up, if it, which is fake, by the way, um, would never result in a criminal po- prosecution of anyone. And if you tried to introduce it in a criminal trial, it would be thrown out. And anything that you even found because you thought you saw something on that would be thrown out as fruit of the poison tree. They've been trying to use that to protect Trump forever. I don't know why they don't see that with this hard drive that's been bouncing around in, you know, in Rudy Giuliani's briefcase for three years since he went to, you know, to Europe And so it, it'll—it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not—that will never happen. Any first-year law student can get any of it thrown out. It's the simplest case you've ever seen. It's just goofy. So if it even goes to the DOJ, the, the DOJ is going. Yeah, I can't do anything with that because the you guys have been manhandling this, and it'll never survive in court. Like no jury will accept that as evidence because the day they do. Matt Cates is in jail. Donald Trump is in jail. Roger Stone is in jail. Steve Bannon is in jail. Like they all of their even people who are on their side would immediately go. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> My bad. So there is, it'll be PR and it'll never amount to a hill of beans. But in terms of legislation, like I said, the president can do a decent amount of work through executive order. <clears throat> it is limited. This whole uh, the the he could eliminate student debt with a stroke of a pen. Lunatics, you're a crazy person. Quit it. Because if any president could eliminate any particular debt from any particular group just because they prioritize it, um, if they could do that, our government would fall apart. Like it would, Imagine, if you will, Ronald Reagan hearing from the Budget Committee and the Republicans, we can't afford the entire Star Wars system because uh, the budget just won't handle it. And he goes, I tell you what, I'm going to zero out uh, all, all the debt of any, um, you know, military industrial complex related company. I'm just going to eliminate their debt. Stroke of a pen. That's the same legal basis because I think it's important. I think it's for the national security and under the national security. I can make that a decision. That's crazy. That's insane. And it would never work. So it's not going to happen. It takes stages. You're going to have to work like a real person. Please. Um, So But the president will be able to do certain things through executive order to cap on to the things they've already done. Like I said, 65 bills have been passed. That's enough for him to talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, over a bill a week this year on the on, on the on the trail meeting with people all over the place. Right. He can't legalize cannabis either. He can refer. He can make an executive order having the. DEA look into removing it from Schedule A and blah blah blah. But he can't just stroke up a pen and do it. It doesn't work that way. And we don't want it to work that way because if you get a Trump, imagine the power of that pen at that point. It's it's crazy.
2: It's Nancy in the chat said that um she believes that there'll be an attrition of a slim majority in the Congress because it's so small now.
1: Yeah. Well that's the that's yeah, a great point. And that gets us to the other aspect of, of like cross the aisle work. To get things like the debt ceiling passed and those kind of things. Um, um, if. Well, Kevin McCarthy, if he knows at one point that they don't have the votes to do anything, you know, to kick him out again or that Democrats say, if you will help you pass the debt ceiling. Um, you know, if, if you pass the debt ceiling, if you go through with this and they try to remove you as speaker, we'll have 10 of our people vote for you to remain speaker and zero out their votes. That that's how it works. Bless you, uh, Flora. Um, and <laughs> you did the cat sneeze. I did, and I recognized it as a cat sneeze because I'm a mm-hmm. cat person, as it were. So um, that that narrow majority fixes a lot as well. So the M- McCarthy, now that he's gotten past this, if he has any brains or any oh, desire to be to actually, which is questionable, again, yeah. like I said. We're, we're, ta- look at who we're talking about. But I guarantee, even if he's not, there are people whispering in his ear right now. There is, there are Machiavellian team players on the Republican side who are going, you know, you don't have to give these idiots anything now because we don't have a rule they can kick you out. Yeah. And you can write the rules you want to rule, you know, because you're Speaker. They did it. You could play them. And then you can, you can isolate them from this point forward and actually be a conservative. And, and, you know, and not have to, you know, have them rubber stamp everything you see. That, that honest to God, if he played it that way, I'm, i it was giving him a lot more cre- credit for a lot more brains than I think he has and a lot more care for the job.
2: I'm looking at it for that dude's wig right now. <laughs>
1: oh, Rogers! right. It's, it's, it's spectacular. Oh, it yeah, yeah.
2: Just a solid saucer of hair.
1: I'm yeah. I'm surprised it didn't it didn't get snatched during the Waffle House caucus fight on the floor last night. So, um, um, yeah, <laughs> Samantha Bromander says. Are, so are we thinking? We are we uh, are we saying we don't think Kevin McCarthy is an honest broker? Here's the thing. Um, it just depends on how much he's willing to like. Now that he's speaker. The, the, the reverse play, this is the reverse play, and I don't, I don't want to help these people any more than I have to, but if it means, you know, um, kneecapping to some degree the Freedom Caucus, it's worth it that all he has to do is pass a normal rule set now for himself, and he now could be, you know, that group will hate him, that group won't vote for him, but they weren't going to anyways. He's a California congressman. He he's not running for president ever. That's not uh, ever going to happen. He knows that. He's look his career path goes elsewhere. He wants to benefit financially from the outside of this you know this body eventually. Like he just right out you know day two of his I'm on I'm, I'm just leaving politics and then speaker tours and then you know cash and then oh, oh by the way in parts of the budget we. We said a thing in there where three years from now we're going to buy into this thing. So if you want to buy stock in something, I would recommend that. That's what you get. That's yeah. that's what the speaker's fee is for. So they pay people like Paul Ryan, John Boehner and others to come speak and give a big speech, which is relatively nothing. And then you go have dinner and at dinner you start whispering. And that's that's what he's hoping for. That's I mean, it's abundantly clear. Um, so the reversal on this would be that he actually tries to be a conservative where he tightens the purse strings and he's, you know, try to push, you know, you know, uh, conservative legislative uh, priorities, but ultimately um, sc- screws the the uh, the Freedom Caucus uh, into the dust, the, into the dirt. Like there makes them relatively irrelevant. And the the problem the Freedom Caucus has is that they base their entire uh, initial worth and their, you know, side. I mean, there's been a bit of fighting this week about it, but on Trump who was on a hard fade politically, even this, I mean, this week, Boebert and Matt Gates and those folks, they, you know, ultimately they worked their way into a way that they got to stiff arm Donald Trump and vote present from Kevin McCarthy. That's the current state of Republican politics.
2: Yeah, because he was pushing for McCarthy.
1: Oh yeah, he was. And he never got him there. As a matter of fact, the Gosar and a couple of others hopping over and voting for McCarthy um, for a couple of votes. Trump will try to take credit for that, but ultimately they all went back to voting present. That when once they did it in lockstep, once they had an agreement, none of them voted for McCarthy like Trump told him to, and he was asking for it. He was he was saying you should vote for McCarthy, not present, not not show up not give him a, an out not he'll just let it job. happen
2: who knows maybe he'll even do a great job
1: yeah right i again it, you know faint praise as an insult in in terms of trump but again a, a, you know waning power on his part waning power on the insurrectionist freedom caucus side and the and the big test will be monday When these folks have to, uh, you know, vote on a rules package, the fight will begin again. Because that's what they were fighting for. And and that's what the 90 percent. And by the way, all of the Democrats were fighting against. So they don't the the freedom, you know, while the narrow margin to uh, I, I think it's straight just volume count like it's it's straight it's a straight vote for the rules package so it's not he doesn't have to get to 218 or any of that nonsense again with it, it's just got to be a majority um and i I mean it's if if he had any brains at all he he'd just go you guys didn't vote for me you voted present yeah i promised you these things if you voted for me and you didn't. You voted present. So I'm going to go with the people who voted for me. And everybody else who voted, you know, is it, it legit. So. By weight, not volume. Thanks, Pop. Um, we'll, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House March radio program. Mega Worldwide. Uh, Phil Bittner will be joining us in the second hour to uh, talk about Ukraine. Lots going on there. And certainly, uh, you know, a concern on their side about the, you know, the, the KGB caucus, headed by Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gosar um, pushing back against funding. By the way, they're too late. We'll be back. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on... Uh, garage band starts sawing something together. This is the house bar show, and then a guitar note, and then progressive, and all, yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show, and then a guitar note, and then progressive, and all, yeah, it's gonna be good the house parks radio program mega worldwide yeah it's gonna be good so we were talking a little bit about the uh, the kgb caucus run by uh, marjorie taylor green and and paul gosar and those types that have been sort of pro-putin anti-ukraine um pro-authoritarian um that and what damage they can do going forward now um, one of the areas Marjorie Taylor Greene has been talking about is doing, is auditing. We need to know where every dime of this money went in Ukraine. Right. Okay. There's, there's a reason why you want to know where, um, every, you can eventually know where every dime went and you can call some of it back or, or sue to be repaid if there was any graft and blah, 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 after the fact, after a war. But the reason you want to know wh- where it's being spent and where it's being sent by every dime, um, is on a nefarious level is because you can pick up the phone and say, yeah, um, the budget is this many high for this part of the country. This many m- the missile defense system has been paid for. It will arrive on this date as a spy for the other side. That's the that's the information you need. That's it, it's to be t- like to be completely frank. That's the biggest concern because auditing it, all they're going to find out is it went where it's supposed to go. The only danger of them doing an audit on where the money went is that it is that they make a phone call and tell someone where it went. Someone with, uh, you know, operating in a nefarious way that has promised them riches or safety or uh, the removal of some blackmail or compromise on them after the fact. That's concerning. Right. So but short of that, it doesn't it won't amount to a hill of beans. The, uh, the the Ukrainians, not only through the funding that was already put in the omnibus and some other, you know, and, and legislation passed earlier this year, are effectively funded equal to just from the United States's support alone. And by the way, this money gets paid back. This is a these, this is, you know, it's an investment or a loan. It is not just charity. So this money in one way or another comes back to the United States. Again, I remind everybody that in the bailouts in the 2008, uh, you know, that, that Obama and Biden negotiated and fixed the U.S. taxpayer made money on the deal. They literally there was a profit made into the Fed's coffers, ultimately, in the loans meant to stabilize the banks. We took in more money as taxpayers. It ended up paying for. It ended up being part of the launch of of the ACA. So, ultimately, the, she can audit all she wants. It, it, it won't. It won't matter. They're not going to. They're not going to talk about the the secret aspects of where certain military support is or any of that stuff in open committee, on camera, on C-SPAN. So who cares? Um, the the difference is, is that is their push about, you know, Democrat, uh, like um, domestic terrorists, for example, going to keep them uh, keep the, you know, the FBI and others from really keeping an eye on some of the less trustworthy members of the House KGB caucus like Gosar and others? Not to get to, you know, um, uh, like early McCarthyism, <laughs> About this, but it's a it's a legit fear to have. Loose lips sink chips, and these dummies actually might actually say it to somebody they think is a friend. Mm-hmm. It, like honestly, M- Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates are so stupid they could get catfished out of national se- security secrets. So that's the con- that's the concern. Ultimately, though, it's not going to affect the next. Uh, you know, Russia's is going to collapse. Um, Early in the spring, if they last that long, and they're they're spending everything, that, they are shipping munitions to the to the front line on trains in open box cars. They they are just putting bombs in box cars, and they just roll around.
2: The, they're weird. not on
1: pallets. They're not secured. They're not in crates. They're in these little frames, like, like a piece of Ikea furniture, and they're just it, loose in topless train cars, like corn. Oh, all right, I'm listening. Topless, huh? That is easy. That's, that is not a sign that you are, you know, hashtag winning. <laughs> um, so... That uh, you Ukraine while they'll uh, I'm sure they'll try to the first thing we're going to do is blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, we're going to make a committee to do the thing or whatever. And like, look, let me let me walk you through how this works. Uh, you're a you're a maggot. You're a run of the mill MAGA supporter. You're hanging in there. You you Occasionally, whenever Trump has legal problems, you go down tailgate in front of Mar-a-Lago. They don't let you don't in, know. but you drive back and forth and it, it it makes you a little turgid and you feel like an American. And you throw all your weight behind true American firebrands like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you're a little iffy about right now because she backed McCarthy from the start and started calling you childish or whatever. But anyways, I tried to just stay off those, those um those QAnon threads while this is happening, I don't need that kind of hate in my life. But I'm back on now that he got through. Never mind, put it behind us. And then you you watch as they you know manipulate, control, cajole, and uh, weasel their way into cabinet positions, or I mean into committee positions, um, by offering their vote or their non-vote to Kevin McCarthy, allowing him to be speaker. You're kind of on your heels at this point. Like, wait a minute. What ultimately happened? They haven't gotten a rules package as they got uh, they got themselves committee seats for themselves. Like, Matt Gates apparently, his holdout last night was for something on, like, the Armed Services Personnel Committee. That was his – he wanted that one in particular. Hmm. So he could take pictures, by the way – We could go all over the country to bases and take pictures with recruits and say, we're going to take care of you and then help him in his run for president later or something. That's what he thinks. I'm telling you. But you're back to being a maggot. You're sitting there and you're staring at -hmm. this as it happens. And then on Monday, after the rules package hits a few snags and isn't exactly what you promised the Freedom Caucus was going to happen. Marjorie Taylor Greene later that day comes out there. We're going to bring real accountability to blah, blah, blah. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to form a committee to look into the possibility of the structures of perhaps where these things may have gone. And I'm, you know, obviously you can't make any promises, but I I'm going to do right by the America. And that point, you just hang up the phone. You just click, you're, you're done. Because what is ultimately until they, I guess, block the the raising of the debt ceiling. What else besides committee hearings, which they've already had before. Are are going to convince you that they're doing what you want because the legislation mm-hmm. won't line up with it. They're not actually going to get any bills passed that that change the system structurally. They can't. And if they do, you'll hate them. It's hilarious. Again, the Republican motto is government can't do anything right. Elect me and I'll prove and it. I'll show you. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and the the funniest part uh, sort of of all of this is that these folks will abandon ship well before the the debt ceiling fight or any kind of meaningful Structural part of this. Which ship? Uh, what well, the Republicans? They'll abandon. They'll abandon. You know their faith in all this, and and to try and get them back. What's the one thing? What's the one thing that re, that any member of the Freedom Caucus can do to try and get the, the angry maggots back on board? I stand now to demand a a motion to vacate the speaker's chair because I have lost faith in Kevin McCarthy and we need to have a vote again. That's the only way. That's the biggest PR stunt these people can pull. To to get them back in line. Once they start losing faith and start running for the exits, that's the only way you can pull them back in. And it's going to happen monthly or quarterly if these people even care. But again, we are operating on the premise that any of these people are saying anything they actually believe. Right. George Santos is the perfect Republican. He is the defining Republican of the age. Used to be Donald Trump, the fake billionaire, who has now moved into his uh, Howard Hughes, you know, being in mason jars and growing his nails. George Santos has... He's really done. Uh, oh, he's iconic. He's yeah. now, he is now like move over Marjorie Taylor Greene. There, there's a new there's a new sheriff like, in town. He and He's got a real town. Yeah, there's a he's got a real badge. Um, we're uh, we're at the hour and I and I'm, uh, we'll have uh, Philip Bittner joining us in the next hour to talk about uh, Ukraine. And I'm sure some of the impact of watching a bit of this as it rolled out. Um, by the way, I just want to remind you as we go to break. Biden has nothing to worry about. The Senate will stop any kind of crazy. And a lot of what they're doing is PR, which they do is and they always do anyways. Nothing has changed. They they have literally built a box, crawled inside and nailed the lid shut. Just enjoy your weekend. We'll be back right after this. program mega worldwide i've had people walk out of me before but not when i was being so charming video streaming at housefarm.com well, i don't care for you or for the people sludge like you're trowling out
0: us space and stick
1: true progressive talk might be a good time for you guys to give up well the well the welcoming and the praise are you uh, are um flowing freely in the in the chat room as Philip Bittner joins us this Saturday. Happy New Year, my friend. For me and Johnny Million and all of the, the sparklers. Happy New Year and ha- happy Yes. Happy Orthodox and Christmas as well. That's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is right and that's yeah. that's where you uh where Santa comes down but he's wearing a suit if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. Yes, and he's got <laughs> a briefcase. The, like
2: the the vest and everything.
1: Yeah, it's right. It's a, and a yeah, a bun and uh, He
0: does he does have a girlfriend. He does have a girlfriend. Oh, he's, right he's got I, a, I he's, thought that was new. He's normally dressed in blue. Now and uh-huh. he's got a he's got a, a girlfriend made of snow who loves him so much that she jumps over the fire to impress him and eventually I'm kills projecting. herself and melts into the snow. Nice, yeah. happy Slavic yeah.
1: mythology. Yeah, Yay. yeah, Santa. I totally believe that. Your Canadian snow girlfriend would totally be <laughs> here to if she hadn't school. melted. <laughs> she goes to a different school, and she's totally hot. She's so much smarter than you, you guys. You her. don't even know. Yeah, that's right. You don't know well, her. By the way, I did, completely you'd be like recommend, so um, I recommend that
2: everybody incorporate Violent Night she's into from their, from their South Christmas Pole. festivities year after year. That was oh delightful. okay.
1: Violent Night? Excellent. Okay, uh-huh. great. I David saw um, I saw bits of that. I didn't see the entire thing, but David Harbouring, John Leguizamo, blood blood, 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 blood. Um, and by the way, uh, um, <laughs> you didn't need to because uh, the Here's the Russians blood. didn't give didn't give a crap about unorthodox Christmas, which uh, they're apparently writing their own mythology no. about right now. Then you know, night of a thousand bombs. So yeah, well, they're uh, supposed to be.
0: We're, we're supposed to have a um, a 36-hour um, ceasefire. The the Russians unilaterally declared a, a right. ceasefire and then immediately broke it. So uh, the Ukrainians in the run-up to it, because everybody was like, are you going to uh, uh, also observe a ceasefire? And they're like, no, because you know, the Russians are just going to break just this. Just kidding. <laughs> the Russians are just going to break this ceasefire, <laughs> this is my, Wait a minute. So we This know is my impersonation.
1: This is oh. my impersonation of the uh, the Russians calling for a ceasefire. Time out! I got to reload. <laughs> that's it. That's that's. Yeah. I mean, imagine guys, guys, it's imma- not
0: fair. It's not fair. Imagine, it's time out. Come on, it's not imagine fair. Imagine the
1: big battle at the end of the movie Heat. Um, if, uh, you know, if didn't, De- you know, if De Niro's character goes, Ti- hey, hey, time out, time out, everybody, everybody That's time out. We're in the heat too. I gotta- <laughs> yes. He's magnificent in it. They show, they show, show. Val Kilmer firing, emptying his gun and reloading to, tr- to, uh, military trainees because he does it so perfect. And oh there's so many, I'm not kidding. That's a true story. That he did it so perfectly that they were like, "This is how you do it exactly." That's and, and I, I yeah. love Val Kilmer. The the I the, I found I mean I cried during the new Top Gun because oh, just yeah. seeing him that way and the conversation they had um, it was so real because it's between these two old friends who were in a movie together uh, this many years later and uh, don't get me started. We'll start there. It's a, We've had a fun week. This I want to I want to keep it. Uh, as silly as we possibly can a real problem going on. Yeah, this side yeah. of the Atlantic I watched. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: but um we've had we've had a busy week as well. The, actually the entire holiday season has been just in, intense. Um you know, last week unfortunately I wasn't able to join you for a variety of reasons. Partly my mm-hmm. fault but also we were we were under severe attack on New Year's yeah. Eve. And you have to understand I did I did a little vlog about this, but you have to understand that on the on the uh, calendar, on the holiday cal- calendar of the post-Soviet space, New Year's Eve is the biggest holiday of the year because during the Soviet Union, they tried desperately to crush any kind of religious holidays. So they tried to turn everything that was Christmas, end of year, and mash it Great. all together and throw it into New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve has become this massive uh, uh, holiday, which includes a little bit of everything. There's gift giving, and then there is, of course, the champagne at midnight and, and all that kind of stuff and, and fireworks. We got different kind of fireworks this year, but um, – and it's just – it's a really important day. So for them to have attacked on New Year's in the way that they did, which was an attack unlike any I have ever witnessed in this war so far – Um, Mm -hmm. it was just constant incoming Mm -hmm. air attacks. Um, just, just like we had intervals of like 20 minutes. We had an interval of like 90 minutes. We had an interval of like three hours in the morning of new year's Eve, Mm -hmm. but they kept shooting at us and they were shooting at us in the center of Kiev. And, and I heard reports around the country. It was similar. They weren't attacking military installations, they, which they've kind of stopped doing anyhow, except on the front lines. Uh, they they didn't attack even the infrastructure. This was an attack on the civilian population. It was, a, it was in essence, by its very definition, uh, a, a terror attack because they were trying to intimidate and send a message of, we know you love New Year's. Everybody in the post-Soviet space has this special place for new year's on their calendar and we're going right. to violate that and attack you and it was a, it was absolutely 100% a terror attack um and it was intense and then after new year's itself after midnight on the 31st into 2023 they hammered us for about 3 hours they just mm. were chucking stuff at us constantly um and it was just explosions in the air anti-aircraft uh going off all the time um, for about, about a two hour period, about two, two, three hour period, you know, give or take, the intensity would ebb and flow, but it was almost constant for about three hours. And, um, and the, the Ukrainian air defense was, you know, astonishing. Uh, it, it knocked out the vast majority of the missiles. A couple got through, sadly, hit civilian installations, hit a hotel here in, in Kiev. Um, blew up a car uh, not far mm. from. I could see the smoke rising from my balcony, mm. uh, just about three minutes walk from where I was. It was uh, it was quite the day. I'm sorry, mm. it was manic. So uh, uh, please, uh, just yeah. If uh, you're not, you know, not, and notch it notch it up to the you know. I'm in a war zone. So <laughs> yeah, you are.
1: Yeah, it's going to key up your nervous system a touch, um, I guess. Um, a little bit. The, yeah. A little bit. Um, I, I know that, you know, the, the Russians must know to some degree, no matter how much they talk about it on on their, you know, Channel One or whatever, or any of the sludge-up shows and blah, 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 that um, the, the new Marjorie Taylor Greene and that crowd are going to have zero impact on Ukrainian funding in the next year. They, no. it, it, like that, that ship they has sailed. It. They yeah. They can they can yeah. use them maybe as yeah. a as a PowerPoint for political manipulation. Maybe posting things that kind of stuff. But for the most part, um, they got to know right that that oh, it's yeah. not. At-
0: no, what what, what, what always tickle, what has Well, uh, not always, but what has begun to tickle me. Is um, the fact that the Ukrainians know far more about our internal domestic politics than any of these tankies or guys who take their talking points from the Kremlin or whatever – That they just take those talking points, those guys who are anti-Ukraine, kind of like, where are you spending too much money? And, oh, we're fighting a war to the last Ukrainian for the benefit of the whatever, whatever, military industrial. The military industrial petrodollar. Right. Right, exactly. (laughs) Those guys get their talking points and they just regurgitate them. Ukrainians study us. They know yeah. our politics. They're like, oh, yeah, that that representative from there. And, uh, you know, Marjorie Charlie Green, she represents Georgia's uh, XYZ district. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know more about our politics. Well, well, of course, we know a lot about your politics, they say to me, Phil, because, you know, it's your what happens in domestically in your country is going to affect what happens in our country. Um, mm-hmm. But they are also very well aware that um, even with a Republican Uh, House that uh, nothing's really going to change here for them. As a matter of fact, the Europeans are now starting to to send uh, even uh, tanks. The French have just uh, uh, announced that they're going to start sending tanks, something that they were reluctant to do. And I I suspect that uh, now there will be competition internally within uh, uh, Europe to try and kind of the the Germans will now have to respond because they've said no, we're never going to send a tank and. The Ukrainians mm-hmm. desperately—well, not desperately, but the way they would very much like to get their hands on—pardon uh, hmm, me—the Leopard 2 uh, main battle tank. Um, mm-hmm. And they may—the the Germans might have to do it because now the French have sent their armored vehicles. Talk—they may get United. They make it U.S. Bradleys. Um, uh, the Bradley is a great fighting vehicle. I've been in many a uh, Bradley. It's—it's uh, not—it's not, mm-hmm. it's not uh, very comfortable. Uh, but it is a it's a yeah. darn good piece of kit. Um, a, yeah. save my, my life in city.
1: Save my life. um none of them are using Tesla Autodrive. It it seems uh n- No, yeah. no. Well they we we graduated. we have
0: we've, we've kind of, we've been phasing out the Bradley, but I was I was under fire in Sadr City in Iraq in Baghdad and it must have been 2005 or 2006. Um and I was in the back of a Bradley and we were swarmed by, um, by, uh, Sauter's, uh, solder's militia. And, uh, my vehicle got hit seven times with RPGs. Mm. Um, and none of them, none of them penetrated because they have these reflexive armor. They're great. They're, they're really very, right. I, I am a, I am here today because of a Bradley fighting vehicle. Otherwise I would wow. be six feet under. So. Right. Give them, give them to the, give them to the Ukrainians by all means. They mm-hmm. will be, mm-hmm. they will be a really good asset on the, on the front lines. They're a nice piece of kit. But okay. they, old, anyhow, old, getting back to Marjorie Taylor Greene, old, no, old, they're old not and afraid, old. and they old. know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hold that thought, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, um we're going to uh, Johnny Million will of course be uh, farming questions from our yeah, chat I've room at infotainmentwars.com or Twitch twitch.tv TV slash Al Sparks, sure. or if you're on the Facebook page, any of those. Just, yeah, uh, just grabbing uh,
2: them for me um, over yes. on Twitch.
1: Excellent. Okay, um, Johnny Million will be uh, gathering questions for Phil, and I have a couple myself and some thoughts, so we'll be back right after this. Is the House Barks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show, broader down, compawn, wow, and a guitar note, and then progressive, and all, yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show, broader down, compawn, wow, and a guitar note, and then progressive, and all, yeah, it's gonna be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. So I I put a poll online to see what uh, Kevin McCarthy's title should be um, so far, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, Squeaker of the House, Sino, which is, of course, uh, speaker and name only, uh, Lil' Cave-In, which I think is his rap name, and Gates' Gimp. Gates' Gimp is actually winning... <laughs> If you're a fan of Pulp Fiction, is uh, is winning currently? Is at forty six point five percent? So uh, I, you know, and by the way, uh, because of you know how Twitter polls work now, um, Elon Musk thinks this will be a law, so we will uh, legally have to refer to him as Gates' camp going forward. Um, and and by the way, uh, that that was Mike Rogers who uh, a, you know took a swing at Matt Gates, you know, turning uh you know the closest thing we've had to kind of what happens in a In a in a rush in the Russian Duma, um, somebody taking a poke at somebody. Luckily, Gates wasn't anywhere near a window, so he's fine. Um, (laughs) But um, but uh, the Europeans think we've lost our minds. The Europeans. Well, here I've been. Yeah, it's not the Europeans. First of all, the Europeans can settle down because uh, Germany never got through this business. Of being a democracy without coming up with Hitler, the, the 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 UK and other and and Sweden and a couple other countries are still m- tacit monarchies. Um, the the French are always a mess and have to create these kind of coalition governments all the time. They're, this is mm. the one break they can have where it looks like our system wavered for a little bit. Our they, you know they went with a parliamentary system. This is the closest thing to a parliamentary vote that we actually have is the Speaker of the House part, and that's why it's become a mess. Because the people there's a bunch of inserious people on the other side, but for the most part, mm. like a no country gets to skip this kind of stuff. Sorry, um, we're one of the youngest on the planet. Um, so, is uh, if, if we can look back over their 800 year history or 1600 year history and not see like people at, like uh, excuse me, French, you had guillotines at one point. So um, we can we can have a fake gallows erected by a bunch well, let's of hope Home Depot get maggots. It won't. But we did. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yes, I'm somebody in the chat was like, Al getting defensive of our country. you damn right. I am. This is what a real patriot looks like. Not this faux hashtag patriotism. You see, w- like warts and all. Well, there's a care, lot of, American love there's ribbons, a so lot of concern.
0: There's actually yes. a lot of a lot of concern. It's it's not it is not. Uh, necessarily. I I will admit mm-hmm. that there are many Europeans right now who are going, well, those Americans, what can you expect? But there are a lot of Europeans who are going like, hey, man, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we want right. you guys to you. You're important to us. We want to see you being, you know, be, and swinging right. on the on the on the floor of the House of Representatives is not a really,
1: uh, which encouraging sign I, we don't like seeing that over here. I would I would argue their entire reason for feeling that is because they're on more shaky ground than we are, and they look at us like the edge of the pool they can have their hand on while they swim yeah. in the pool of democracy. So uh, I agree. Um, that said, so um, let's. Uh, gosh, it's hard to even know where to start with the number of things. So let's let's get, grab a couple of questions because I know Johnny yeah. has them already. Sure, and, and thank then, you. Yeah. Well, got let me back, just also um, just quickly, James, you mentioned ago. this in
0: the break. Okay. anybody who's got let's a quick take. minute, go check out YouTube. Just do a quick Google search for New Year's Eve Year celebration. Channel One oh, Russia. God, You'll, it's the most surreal thing. It's, maybe we'll talk about it later. But let's take a question. It's just it's yeah, weird. That's for the happy it's, ending, kind of. You're yeah. gonna be yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the happy ending. All right. What, right. What's your question okay, there? So, uh,
2: old longboard wants. Johnny, what to you know, got? Um, what does Phil think about the corruption in the current Ukrainian Parliament?
0: Yeah. Uh, not good. Uh, it's it's bad. Uh, uh, it has been for a long time. And for much of this war, they've been putting that on the back burner. But, we, you know, things are still happening. There are still going to be opportunists. Sure. There are still going to be people who try and take advantage of the situation. They're they're not. Uh, I will say that they, there's almost a zero tolerance policy right now. Uh, if you get caught and you're up to something, uh, they'll throw the book at you real hard. Mm Uh, now obviously there's still gonna, there's gonna be corruption. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a corrupt system. The parliament has been infiltrated for decades by guys who kind of wanted to run it like the Russians run their Duma or how. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or or direct infiltration by Russians. Um, it's going to take some time for them to get clean from that, but they're they're determined to do it. Certainly during the war, but in in the post-war period, I have every bit of faith that the Ukrainian people are going to say, and I've heard them say this to me repeatedly: when the war when the war is over, we tackle corruption at home because it has to mean something. We can't. Right. die yeah. and go through this trauma and then have a bunch of guys robbing mm-hmm. us blind in the parliament so we'll see right. how it goes but it's i'm not gonna lie it's you know it's an issue and they're yeah.
1: doing the best they can to combat it well that's what you know in the, in the clearing out of the people like the the, the 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 orthodox church members that were you know working on behalf of russia and the yes. like, there was also or, there, you political know, that,
0: parties a lot of people make a lot a lot of people attack a lot of people attack Zelensky and they're all about, you know, you, you dismantled a bunch of, you know, political parties. Well, yeah, they weren't political parties. They were fifth right. columnists that in, 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 infiltrated the political system. Exactly. So, right. you know, I mean, none of this well, is great. Have, but um, if you
1: have freedom, uh, the fir- it, if you yeah. have freedom in your country, the first thing authoritarians will, will weaponize against you is that freedom. And it's why you have to write laws that are so dense because it, it has to narrowly thread the kind of just wide open wild west aspect of things that you know maybe some of your citizens would like and the and the, un, the inability of them to recognize that outside forces can take advantage of that to totally wipe out your freedoms altogether if if you have a system like that it's it's why our it's why our laws are written so narrowly and why by the way they will increasingly start looking sort of xenophobic uh, after a time because you've got these outside forces working so hard to push their way in because you've got, yeah. r- you know, Russia and China and others, you know, going, well, they don't, they don't seem to care. So, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they, uh, you know they, there, are the they it, right? yeah. there are opposition Florida, parties,
0: there are opposition parties. Flora has a lot to say today, have, by the way. Yeah. I uh, heard, yeah. Know uh, those it, you know, there are opposition <laughs> parties that still have seats in parliament, but they're legitimate and they're, they're on, they, ha- they are honestly in opposition to, right. to, um, Zelensky. But they're still good faith players. What Zelensky did when he got rid of a bunch of parties yeah. was uh, get rid of, of a bunch of Russian stooges and infiltrators and yes. columnists. So yeah. and, and know, what do they
1: go they weren't what do there. they go do? They immediately go to Aaron Mate and that crowds uh, yes. you know, the chain of news exactly. sources that they use or whatever and exactly. say, They're destroying freedom <laughs> in the country in the name of freedom, just like America does. Aren't you mad? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, let's grab another question. The, let's the go correction another is not question. good, but they're working on <laughs> it. Another,
2: yeah. I'm going to put myself on mute after I read this question. Um, right. <laughs> this is from Berkeley Dowd. What is the most underreported aspect of the war that deserves more media attention?
1: There you go.
0: There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> my Berkeley. goodness. That is – that's uh, – well, I mean – well, I'm I'm biased because this is my my reason d'être uh, of what I'm doing here in in the country. But I would like to see more in-depth understanding of what is really going on here and why we came to this place and what is trying to be built here and what what the what the Ukraine who the Ukrainians really truly are and what the their their what their sense of statehood and their sense of the future of their country. Um, what it means to them, what it is, and why they're fighting so hard to to achieve it, because I think that will give people a better understanding of why we should support them. Um, right. Obviously, I mean, people do do. Sto- I mean, stories about the, the in- internally displaced people or the refugees um, or the fighting itself—all of that I think is being well covered. But um, I would I would like to see more in depth stuff. I'd like to see more talking to Ukrainians. Um, I don't, you know, boy, it's a really that's a really good question. But mm-hmm. off the top of my head, well, I mean, for, I think that, I that's the that, one. It's, let's try I and understand what this country the, is.
1: As the yeah, as the as the uh, Philip uh, translator, um, in, in many ways, the, you know that that is why you're there. That's because that part of the story, the humanity of what's going on there for the Ukrainians and what they're actually fighting for and what they hope to get um, is, um, you know, out of this whole mess is is the reason you're there and the story that you're telling. Now, um, the you know, I I would argue that one of the the least known, you know, and reported media aspects of it is, quite frankly, the infighting amongst the Russians. Because it's one of those things that you occasionally see a story in the Daily Beast and you occasionally see a story, um, you know, maybe even a reference to that Daily Beast story in the Washington Post or one of the stories about what's going on in Ukraine. But the Institute for the Study of War is all up in this stuff. And when you go over there and look at it, they take that as a serious it is having a serious impact on Russia's failure, yes, the HIMARS help. Yes. yes, not having control of the air um, has limited Russia because of the you know anti-aircraft and anti-missile technology that we've sent them. Absolutely. However, one of the biggest factors is these people doing effectively what we saw the Republicans doing on the floor of the House to some degree: the infighting amongst themselves. Is tying their hands in a material way. It would be one thing if these stories came up and they were kind of propaganda ish, but they are resulting in the measurable deaths of a material amount of Russian soldiers and Wagner mercs amongst each other. Mm. That has had an impact on the battlefield that is statistically significant. That is, and that that should be a hair on fire news story when you talk about it. Oh For yeah, Gogin, I this week was agree. even I- yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well
0: I I agree I agree because I mean that's the other side of the of the of the of the line. Uh you know, the front line. I, I it's hard for me to except for my connections uh of covering uh Russia and the former Soviet Union for twenty five years. I can only talk about what's happening on the other side of the battle lines um from Direct contact I have uh, with friends and former colleagues and stuff, or I, I, I get it as everybody else does from the media. But I, I think you're right, Hal. I think the other side of the equation, we need to talk a, a great deal about what this really means to Russia and why mm-hmm. this is such an existential, an existential threat not only to Putin's Russia but just to Russia in general. They're going right. to have to face up to the fact that they're no longer an empire. And that's going to be a Now, one person I can recommend uh, for for that kind of coverage is a former colleague of mine at CBS, way way back in the day, uh, and he has now been BBC for twenty years. Uh, Steve Rosenberg, uh, Rosen, mm-hmm. uh, Rosenberg. It's uh, just as it sounds: R O S E N B E R G. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's the Moscow based correspondent for Mo, for um, the BBC. He's he knows. He has forgotten more about Russia than I will ever know. He is, mm-hmm. he is one of our best in the Western world. And thankfully, he has decided to stay on that side of the battle lines in Russia. And he's been traveling around Russia talking to Russians. And he's, as much as he's able to because of the restrictions that the state puts on him, he has been pretty darn good about talking about the fact that this is fracturing Russia badly. Yeah. Do, do not believe do not believe the guys who say that Russia is just going to weather this storm and and we can't affect them with sanctions. We can't affect them with this. We can't affect them with that. Uh, This mighty Russian uh, country is going to, you know, outlast everybody. Not true at all. They are, they are cracking at the seams right now. I have so many friends um, and this is anecdotal perhaps, but I mean, it, it it is followed up by reporting by great reporters like Steve. Um, Right. But I have friends myself who are like, we're having conference calls every week with my family and friends because, like, people are—they—they they don't know what the future is. They're manically depressed. Um, there have been suicides. Um, you know, yeah. it's this is a major trauma for Russia, and it's not—that is something that is not being reported as much as I think it should be. But um, that's beyond my purview because I can't—I com- can't come and go as I please. Uh, across the um, battle lines,
1: we, we got to take a break. When we come back, um, there's a, I, I have a question myself too. We went, we blasted past that, but let's uh, let's grab a break, and we'll be back right after this. It's the House Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Philip Bitner, one uh, L, two T's. Follow him on Twitter. This is Damien Perdue of Think Theory Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Ah, oh, I thought there was gonna be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT A20. yah <laughs> So um, during uh, during the uh, it was a quick break, but during the break I was bringing up the fact that um, the reasoning behind this this weird like fight of attrition that the that Prigozhin and the Wagner group keep trying to do with Bakhmut, you uh, our general theory was is that since Russia pays them by the mile or the kilometer, if they gain a kilometer, they get paid. If they lose it, they don't have to refund the money, so they just keep losing and regaining and losing and regaining. It's like a Pez dispenser of cash straight out of the Kremlin but there uh, the white house put forward an idea this uh, it, that they think according to the you know intel that they've gotten that may explain not just the wagner group's movement politically in russia but also their movements in africa and the middle east so the wagner group has been kind of this weird rasputiny group uh, in Prigozhin, where he's, he kind of puts his hand on Putin's soldier and goes, "Let me take care of it for you." Never mind the fact that the 36-hour ceasefire would not pertain to them, only to Russian troops. And so, what's the point? And that they they sort of are equal in their you know damage power to some degree. But Prigozhin has been showing up in, in in very resource heavy areas in African conflicts and in uh, Middle Eastern conflicts. Now, Russia is always there, and everybody in the world has this general idea that the only reason anybody fights over an area is if they get something there that you can get it over with. It's not true because U.N. troops have been in countries where, the, quite frankly, the European Union, the United States, and our South American allies, for example, get nothing from moderating the Civil War except some dead soldiers and a lot of political muck in, in several African countries. But the ones the Russians show up in, there's gold, diamonds, cobalt, whatever you want to say. Like There's... There there are everywhere there's Russians, there's resources, but not everywhere there's war, there's resources. And that's kind of one of the things that people kind of miss. In this particular case, Prigozhin over this time has been weaseling his way into all of these fights and ending up it with effectively being the control point for those resources for the Russian government. And the White House, uh, a White House official told Reuters, this week, that the head of the Wagner Group wants the salt and gypsum from Bakhmut. That that's what they want. They want access to that, and that once yep. they held on to that, they could start moving those resources out. Just dig, dig, dig. That it isn't about getting arms in those trucks. Maybe, maybe this explains why they're sending uh, munitions to the front in these open box cars. Because the idea is that they're going to send salt back. It's not about what you're bringing to the front. It's what you're taking out. And that would make a method to the madness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a very interesting idea because I had had the conversation with a Ukrainian friend of mine about how – so Bakhmut, one of the – you're right. uh, One of the uh, big things about Bakhmut is um, salt reserves, Uh, right? and, Uh And this friend of mine had said to me, she said, uh, you know, back before the war started, almost all the salt that you would buy in stores here in Ukraine came from Bakhmut. There's another small area kind of along the Romanian border. But aside mm-hmm. from that, that's where all your salt would come from is the 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 salt mines around uh, Bakhmut. That's, that's a really interesting idea, and it's, it's certainly possible because we've seen the Wagner guys – do this in country after country after country right. they will yeah. roll into a place, and if there is something if there is a natural re- resource or something that they can grab put onto a, a a you know truck and then ultimately onto a plane or a railway, they will grab mm-hmm. it because um, they 're in it for the money uh, that 's yeah. what the Wagner guys are are fighting for they 're not fighting for the state uh, there might mm-hmm. be some bleed over but Nine times out of ten, they're fighting for money. So if they can grab something and uh, s- uh, mm-hmm. spirit it away back to, to Russia, they'll do it. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's a major motivator for Prigozhin and his boys.
1: Well, and then, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Romania um, and uh, like that particular – what was the city that what you're talking about? Roma- uh, Romania or whatever the um, – anyways, the Romans used to pay their soldiers in salt. Literally, the phrase "Are you worth your salt?" literally came from how valuable you were as a warrior for the Roman Empire. This, this, this entire area. And by the way, Pragocian and his people all believe themselves to be, you know, if not direct lineage to, you know, the great Roman warriors or the Spartans or whatever. Pick your poison. They don't really care. It's all goofy, but it's, um, but that was the. The, the premise of that was like uh, access to salt in your life was hugely important. Um, um, and and them wanting to control that has twofold meaning. One, it's a, obviously a financial resource that is very important to the area. If that's the primary area where the salt is coming out from. I'm sure that that's true of salt in Poland and other areas that you'll see a lot of Bakhmut salt on shelves and that kind of stuff. And access to and control of that is a big deal. But also that kind of like bragging rights of of being worth your salt and and being the great warriors who fight for the salt of the land and the blood and soil blah 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 is got to be you know a, a factor in the machismo of it as well. There's no downside. But these guys that could be Prigozhin now posturing to be the new warrior king of of a fallen Russia, which is a really scary grotesque notion. I don't see it happening. No, I don't either. Face. But snuffed by his own people, but it doesn't mean the idea isn't in his head affecting his, Strategy
0: well, and this is the, this is the problem is that when you when you create an autocracy where the most important link in the chain is your head of state in this case Putin, and Putin is so afraid of anybody coming and, and nipping at his heels that he is, he has destroyed any opposition. what that right. means is that when you take that away when you take that major link in the chain out of the equation. You then have, uh, you know, dozens of little warlords and guys jockeying for power and, uh, and all the rest of it. So when mm-hmm. Putin eventually goes, which I think is, is a pretty safe bet, yeah. there's going to be a, a vacuum. And when that vacuum happens, um, somebody is there, they're all, they're all going to start. And look again, this is Russian history 101 Yeah, right, the right. times with the boyars, the, the lords of the land, would get together. If some catastrophe had befallen the Tsar, or if the czar was no longer able to rule, they would get together and they'd scrap it out, oftentimes quite violently, until they found a leader. The same thing happened in the communist right. era with the Politburo, and whether it was Khrushchev or Brezhnev or, you know, when when Stalin was, the, there's that great movie, you know, The Death of Stalin, and you see it. And that's just hit, Russian history repeats itself, and it's it's going to happen again. I am well, only doomed hopeful to that it, right? be a, that... um, Yeah, doomed to repeat it. I am only hopeful that this will be such a catastrophic blow to Russia that they will finally look in the mirror and do the hard work, as I've said before, that I think that is gone long overdue uh, in in trying to fix that country and well, and make it more right. manageable
1: um shadow woman thank you for the the subs but i want to uh, appreciate it um but i want to um touch on this one thing about progocin maybe you know thinking that he's sure m- moving his way into a power position even if he's not the kind of person who ends up prime minister or president um but he can control he the man behind the man is obviously uh, you know, in be the wheelhouse. Kingmaker. right exactly yeah. the, the the issue is is that uh, it, it, to your point Putin has put himself in a position where he has effectively eliminated the political rivals that he might have and left only with military rivals, which is how you end up dead. You know, if you if you eliminate all the people that could yeah, oust you by not, not a always.
0: Buck. Not always. The, uh, his... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, during his ascent there was a guy by the name of Alexander Lebed. And Lebed was a hero of the Chechen War. And and Lebed started making this is like uh, I want to say this is 98, 99, that kind of era. Mm-hmm. And he was making overtures on the political scene just as Putin was ascending um, uh, to, to what he eventually would become. And Lebed um, uh, had a, a really ill-timed and unfortunate helicopter crash. Oh, you know, how, so, you know what? Um, military must, guys must be bad luck. That's why they're. <clears throat> that's, yeah, that's why the, that's why they don't do a NCO class in the, in the Russian military. There's either there are generals and then there are the vast majority of, of conscripts and just kind of enlisted men because mm-hmm. you don't want a, a a military class that could challenge the political class if you can control a handful of generals at the elite you know at the mm-hmm. at the top level uh at the at the at the, the chief of staff kind of level that's much right. more manageable than if you had a bunch of majors and lieutenants and even down to you know corporals and captains because you know competency if they're seen and they get to be war heroes and then Maybe they have political aspirations. Mean, Zhukov, after the Second World War, was sent out to right. Siberia. He won the war for Stalin, and Stalin all but basically
1: exiled him. So, yeah. anyhow, yeah, it's, I mean, I, um, I agree. For those who do be, be a, a kingmaker, yeah. but not king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not I, I, I don't doubt for a second that um, he, you know, he's blind to this history and doomed to repeat it. But also on a just a modern, present day geostrategic, oh, like reality check knowing that you have, oh, I have shelved everyone that I could argue with, and the only people left in the room are the people who would slit my throat, is a really scary place to box yourself into. Um, and again, it seems to be, Did you by see? The way,
0: oh, yeah. did you see yeah. him at Christmas ceremonies today? By he, himself? At the chapel at the Kremlin, at, by himself. Yes. Ooh, that was a spooky. That was spooky. Super weird. Yeah. And and, and God knows it was actually taped. You can can see on his face. You can see on his face how awkward he is. And all the priests are walking around with the incense and they're lighting stuff and they're they're reciting hymnals and all the rest of it. And he's just awkwardly standing there
1: alone in a church in a chapel. For 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 those of you don't know, people don't. Yeah, people don't know. um, Putin celebrated Orthodox Christmas Mass today at the at a church. Alone, and it's like this weird little chamber, too. It was this, it wasn't even like yeah. he went down to the church it's and they the emptied Kremlin the joint. Church. Yeah, it's he, the Kremlin they,
0: Church. It's, I, we've seen went, it before.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like the one at a hospital or something. It's like a, you know, the, the kind of shrunk down version of it. And, um, um, and, and they just, he's, he's standing there like an idiot with his hands at his side and looking pale and puffy. And they're going through the motions of having this church service while he just watches. And that's it. That's that's Christmas, Christmas, Putin style. And it and the reason he's doing it is because he can't be in a church full of strangers or even a crowd of supporters that size because he doesn't trust any of them. And he's afraid they're going to kill him. By the way, and he um, doesn't
0: want to, and he doesn't want to lend them support. He doesn't want to yes. be seen with them because that will then give them political capital. And if they and if the sharks do start to circle and start nipping at him, he doesn't want mm-hmm. to have given them any support. So he doesn't have anybody meanwhile, to stand with, not only because he's a he's a isolated piece of work, but because mm-hmm. he's afraid of giving them any power by being there with and, him. So and it's meanwhile, just so dysfunctional.
1: Right. Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks he's a powerful leader and Joe Biden is weak. And Joe Biden met with, uh, it, it was at the opening of a, a, you know, a bridge construction project from the infrastructure bill with, uh, Republicans what, and Democrats what, 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 in, with, yeah, with, uh, Ma, oh, with not, Mitch McConnell no, 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 in McCarthy, Kentucky. With McConnell. Yeah. 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 With Mitch McConnell in Kentucky saying, you, you know, you can take his word to the bank, he's a good man, blah, 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 which, by the way, you know, yeah, obviously digging McConnell's uh, grave through praise, which, you know, Biden, that's not lost in him as a politician, but at the same time, not afraid at all, not afraid at all. He'll be standing there like, we're building a bridge. Here he is. No. Good man. How you doing? This is how we. Do, this is how we do government here. We're fine. He could, everything outside, by the way, Not in the. They didn't do it under the bridge, you know, hidden behind a wall. Outside in public, with Democrats and Republicans, the President of the United States, while all this nonsense was going on in the House, was glad handing with Mitch McConnell at the building of an actual physical bridge, as um, metaphorically. And uh, I mean, it's just fantastic. Anyways, we got to take a break. We'll come back after this. Is the happy ending, and of course, we'll talk about. uh, uh, We'll take more questions and more Russian New Year's Eve stories because man you have, to, you have to look go go tweet it while we're in break just go go search it online Russian New Year's Eve celebration barf barf okay we'll be back <laughs> I am happy, you are
2: happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be your funny honey bunny, I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey come on, let's take it easy. Cause isn't it nice to have the friends that you do, and isn't it nice that the sky is so blue, and isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo, choo woo woo. I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together. Whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning. I'll be right by your side in the morning. I'll make you breakfast in the morning. I hope that you like cereal.
1: Yay! <laughs> Hi. Right. Um, real yay. quick, before we get into this, yay. Um, I, uh, can I, if I may, um, they, I usually like to start off, I, I like to do as part of the happy ending, is a piece of good news that's not... Bad news for anybody. But in our political uh, system in the world right now, it's increasingly hard to do that, um, you know, in this particular sense. But the, the jobs report for the United States was incredibly good last week. And uh, we added 235,000 jobs when everybody thought it was going to tank. And it was And unemployment went to like three point four something ridiculously small. Um, yeah. Three point four, five. They were rounding it up to three point five to just try to make it look, you know, slightly less awesome than it was. And it is good news across the board for even the people who are detractors of it. Um, and, you know, the cudlows of the world, the, the Republicans of the world are very angry that these numbers are pointing in this direction, even before you know a speaker of the House was nominated, which they can now, I guess, take some credit for stuff, even though they're not going to do anything. Um, I just want to say congratulations, uh, America, you did it. Um, there we go now. Yeah. America is going to hell. We're on a, we're a country in decline with uh, 3.5% unemployment and 223,000 jobs last week added. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so, uh, feel free to send salt. Yeah. Um, So, all right. Next, let's grab some more questions because we're lucky to have Philip. That's a happy ending in and of itself that you're here with us today, sir. That uh, by itself, we're we're so happy you're here. Uh, A round of applause in the chat room and elsewhere for that. So, thanks. Well, I'll take it. Go ahead, Johnny. So,
2: I've got a couple. I've got a real quick one from Nick Rich. Are you using uh, Starlink?
0: I have got a Starlink. Uh, I have not been using it yet. Uh, but I do have one, yes
2: Okay um, they're, um,
0: Red, they're not expensive,
2: amazingly Oh, good mm-hmm. They're Red subsidized Edible by the U.S. government Asking, um, yeah. where do you hide During the air raids?
1: Not exactly well, But in theory, you know
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah where don't, does one hide don't pull up a google uh, map or anything well <laughs> right. i
0: don't i i don't i don't because no i don't because i um you know you i'm these. here for a different reason and so i will go out on my balcony i'll, I'll throw on my helmet i'll throw on my vest just in case m- mainly just my helmet uh really and then i'll grab my camera and i'll kind of go from balcony to balcony seeing if i can see are anything optional. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, that's that's because I'm here it, it, to document the war. Um, most people will go into um, down into the metro system. Uh, or uh, if you look at my – there's a section. I, I know that my Christmas um, uh, video was pretty long. It's over an hour long because I wanted to touch on a whole bunch of things about how we're living in winter and how people are doing during Christmas mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. There's an entire section – which is chaptered off about what is called the Perahod. and it's basically just underground shopping centers because of the weather, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so people would go underground to do their shopping because like walking along the streets right or like Toronto, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Now there are a couple of cities that do this around the globe, not not just in the Soviet Union, um, mm-hmm. but uh, people will go down there because there's electricity, it's subterranean, so you're safer. Generally, there's heat, uh, and it's just this massive, wide open space. So go take a look at my vlog, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas and how we're living through this winter. I think I, I called it, and you'll see what a parrot is like. That's where people will go,
1: right? And of course, the uh, metro,
0: the metro, the metro, yeah. which is really
1: deep. Yeah, we've seen we've seen a lot of uh, pictures from that, and it's where, it's where Bono and Christmas trees s- and, performed. Yeah, Bono performed in yeah, a subway. Yeah. He was a busker for one day, uh, I think. In and- it was that Bono is a bus.
0: Letterman interviewed Zelensky in a metro station. I mean, there's this whole yeah, thing about right. that. So, yeah,
1: yeah, the world is a bus. Anyhow, um, go ahead, Johnny.
2: Yeah. OK, so let's see. Where'd it go? Oh, I'm sorry. Connie Kelly asks, is the onset of winter changing the military strategy? And has the change in our Congress had more effects than winter?
0: Um, no, uh, no to both, actually. Um, we, we had a couple of cold days at the beginning of winter, but this is mm-hmm. thankfully been a really mild, mild winter so far. Touch wood. Um, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it has not been bad at all. Like, I can go out, I can go out, I don't need thermals, I don't need, um, you know, I don't right. need to be bundled up and bundled up. Uh, it's almost like a, a it's, fall. it's um, yeah, yeah, like a, like a, like a mild fall. even I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a massive <laughs> snow. It's not, we're not going sub-zero um, quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thankfully been a very mild winter. Uh, there had been arrangements made to kind of hopefully the, the ground would, uh, would ice over and they could maneuver with armor um, that is you know it's a give and take with the with the winter because if it doesn't freeze then you're dealing with mud so um the winter i mean look you winter weather is going to affect you it it's it depletes your energy uh, physically as a human being as a soldier in a trench mm-hmm. line um, it makes maneuvering armor around difficult unless it's fully frozen um, the winter is is obviously having an effect but it's not it is not a determinative factor it It's not the right. end all be all the as far as the um Congress and its change uh into a republican uh house. Uh, again, we talked about this very briefly at the beginning, but yeah, the the, the Ukrainians know exactly how our system works because they have to. So they are not right. overly concerned because they know that that ship is sailed and that they're going to continue to get weapons, hopefully as long as they need them. Because uh, let's hope this war doesn't go, you know, into twenty twenty four. I firmly do not believe it will.
1: I don't think war so. War is fickle, yeah. So right. Also, by the uh, way, just next, uh, just next New Year's is in peace. Just in case. Just in case anybody's wondering, um, it is uh, the 98 percent and 96 percent, I would say, of Russia is under is negative four to negative four to negative 13 degrees yes. Celsius. The Russians,
0: by right contrast, now. yes, by by contrast right now, um, there is a warm Fair, pocket Fahrenheit in, in Europe, yeah. Europe. Yeah, there is a warm there's a warm pocket. There's a very unusual weather pattern <laughs> happening in Western oh. and Central Europe. And, and and right, we're right on the border of it in in kind of Ukraine in Kiev, because there's a massive cold front and and uh, Russia all itself over Russia. is being hit with. Yeah, it's all over Russia. The really right. severe winter in Russia. So so, so you're
1: saying that Putin's plan to freeze Europe out? Yeah. So his Putin's plan to freeze Europe out. You know what isn't it is? Going exactly. You know what it is?
0: is they, they, no, not exactly as planned at <laughs> all. I think it might have to do with some of those uh, space lasers that a that certain representative yeah, maybe, yep. maybe mm-hmm. that's influencing
1: the weather. Mm-hmm. So it's the Ch- it's the Chinese <laughs> we weather.
0: Another machine. I think we have time for no, another. we got we got two yeah, minutes right. left. We got yeah, two so minutes. Okay,
2: so uh, Treva Jones has no question for Philip, but uh, she just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate his time and how glad we are that you found a friend in hell.
1: Aww, oh, you've
0: got oh, a friend. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's wrap then, it up. Then. I'll, I'll just, I want to, I want to point out a couple of quick things as we wrap this up yeah. then. Um, it, it, talking about that. I hope I encourage everybody to go and look on YouTube um, for the, uh the new year ceremony, right. but also the Christmas ceremony. The Christmas yes. ceremony. For some reason, they decided to sing basically every pop tune related to Christmas. They got a, a American Russian version of Mariah Carey. Um, yeah, yeah, with, Western with Western R- music, Russian lyrics. Very weird. Right. But the really bizarre one was the one they did on New Year's, which is all soft filter and the colors are oversaturated and people and are Putin dressed up to be weirdly seen. and they've got Putin is nowhere to be seen. They have they have symbolic soldiers dressed there, you know, in their their starchy uh, dress uh, Russian yep. uniforms. They're all made up with literally makeup and garrett outfits, but there's a couple of things I wanted to point out that maybe the folks didn't see. We'll have to wait. Um, Hold on, we're I'll out of time. In. We're out of time, though. We're we'll out of time. In the we'll do show. it next week. Yep.
1: We'll oh, do we'll it. Do yeah, it in we'll do the, the post show. show. Go, go,
0: go the post. Show. Yeah, but do go it, check yeah, it okay. out.
1: Yeah, you guys can watch that clip uh, as well later on at uh, InfotainmentWars.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you, patrons, and we'll see you guys next week.